All right, happy Friday and welcome back to the Coffee with Craner show. I'm your host, Lyndon Crane, joined today by Kylie Moss. She's from the Windsor and LaSalle, Windsor-Essex area. Um, and I'm so delighted to have her on. She's a competitive swimmer, four-time Olympian, received a bronze for 100-meter backstroke at the 2016 Summer Olympics, and then silver in 100-meter and 200-meter back, backstroke and also a bronze in the four by 100 meter medley at the 2020 Olympics, which was just last year. Uh, aside from that, she's also captain for the Toronto Titans of the International Swimming League. She's a Lieutenant Governor Athletic Award recipient, Toronto University of Toronto alumna, and uh, so many other great things that uh, Kylie has accomplished in just the, you know, the past 20 years of her life. So I'm, I'm so excited to have you on today, Kylie, and thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So we we talked briefly, Kylie, and I hear you you drink coffee, which is which is great to hear. When you're when you're back home and you're not training in Toronto, where's your favorite place to go? So my favorite place, probably locally in LaSalle, is just the Starbucks because it's right there and it's it, it's new. It kind of um, just as I left home to go to university back in 2015. I think it, it maybe came to the city around then. Mm -hmm. So usually I'll, I'll go there like with my mom or with my sister and it's just quick and easy. But if we were going to venture into Windsor, I've been a couple times to Anchor Coffee, um, which I really enjoyed. And Caffeine and Co. in Amherstburg was also really fun. Fantastic. Good to hear. Do you, uh, do you come home often? Do you miss home? I miss home a lot. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't get the opportunity to come home too often. Usually it's around um, only holidays like Christmas. Um, typically is the only like large amount of time I have at home mm -hmm. um, just with training and stuff. And then the odd weekend here and there, I might get off and I'll come home, but that's usually for like a day or a day and a half. So um, definitely wish I could come home a bit more, but um it's it's so nice when I'm able to come home and I I really do miss it. I miss I miss the town and I miss uh, the people, but um, it it makes it even better to go back. Yes, and and you were in you've well, been in Toronto for a bit, uh, studying at the University of Toronto. For those watching um, that don't know, what did you what did you study and do while you were in uh, university? Yeah, so I studied in I began in 2015. I actually just finished last year, so wow. I had a quite extended undergraduate degree um, mixed in with swimming there. So it was kind of part-time and full-time here and there. And I, I played around with my course load depending on the international swim schedule. So um, I was able to make it work and I studied kinesiology. Wow. And I, I interviewed uh, Brandon McBride, which is uh, another Olympian from the area. And that was one thing I was um, shocked by is, is that you're able to be in the Olympics and be Olympian, but also continue your education, which I imagine for you, that was a, a major balancing act. Yeah, hundred percent. And that was something that I really had to learn going into school. And um, I mean, going into university in the first place is a massive change, just moving to a new city and taking on university course load, but also having swimming in there and trying to compete at a high level was adding even more to my plate. So it definitely took me a while to figure out um, how to balance it all. But I believe now it's, you know, it's still, I'm still a work in progress. It's still something that I try and balance, but um, I do believe those are skills that I have gained over the last couple of years and skills that I'll be able to continue to use in, in my future. 
That's fantastic. And I, and I know just, I guess, being a student myself, it would be pretty cool to have an Olympian like sitting next to you in class and just knowing like that, you know, what they're, what they're doing outside of school is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, I definitely got a couple comments like that from friends and classmates. I think it was really cool for me to have those two separate lives. Like I was able to be a swimmer. And when I went to practice, I was like, in my element and I was doing my job and doing my, my craft, but I was able to leave the pool and go to class like a normal student and kind of feel like I had a normal student life. So it was fun to kind of have both lives, but um, I did have some classmates that would, that would ask me questions, which is always fun as well. What was, what was your schedule like roughly while you're in university? Was it class then you're, then you're swimming right after class? Yeah, so it really depended on the year and what was going on and what classes I had to take that year for my degree. But yeah, there was often days where I would spend like morning practice and then I would have class from like nine till three and then I would have afternoon practice. Um, so I would leave in the morning at, you know, 6 a.m. just before six and, and get back at like six, seven or eight p.m. So um, they were definitely full days and especially in the beginning of, of my undergraduate degree. And then as I kind of got into 2016 Olympic year, I kind of reduced my course load a bit. And then um, 2017 and 2018 as well, um, I shifted my course load a bit as well. So it really depended. But there were some long days and some long nights in there and like there is for any student. Yep. No, I, I totally agree. And what were, what are the practices like for somebody that's competing competitively as a, as a swimmer? What do you, what's, I guess, can you walk us through what a practice is? Yeah. So it really depends on what you're focusing on and what your stroke is, whether you're a sprinter and you're focusing on just sprint events, whether you're kind of that mid distance where you require speed, but also endurance to compete in like a 200 or if you're more of a like a long distance swimmer where you just kind of crank in the meters and you do a lot of a lot of volume. So mm -hmm. um, for me personally, I swim the 100 and 200 backstroke predominantly. So I am what I would consider like mid distance. So I train a lot of speed work and a lot of power in the gym and then transferring that into the pool. And then I also have quite a bit of work doing aerobic endurance and um making sure my endurance it is great to be able to complete the 200 well. So um, yeah, a typical practice would be there's always a warm up, um, which is a general kind of loosen, get, you know, all your skills ready. And then if it's a quality session, we, we would do a lot of like speed and power. If it was more an endurance session, there would be a lot of repeats at a heart rate. Um, in my current training program, we focus a lot on heart rate, like soft heart rate. So maintaining a high heart rate for a long period of time with short rest. Um, so yeah, it really depends on the schedule. It depends on the time of year and what meets are coming up. And um, if we have a meet coming up, we usually what, do what we call a taper. So we kind of drop down in volume, drop down in, ten, in intensity. So it gives your body the chance to recover a bit more to be able to perform better at a meet. So um, if we have a meet coming up, it'll be a bit easier. So yeah, I really, it's all over the place. It's a combination of a lot of things and a lot of um, different skills and things that we work on every day. And then things in the weight room as well that transfer into the pool. It's it's really fascinating. I think it's it's different than a lot of sports, and I imagine there must be some cool technology that you're using when you're training and, and working out. Like, are you in a? Um, I forget the name of it, but it's basically like it's a small pool, 
and you're focusing mm -hmm. on speed. I'm forgetting the name here, but do you yeah, use things like, like that? Uh, like currently we don't have one of those at the facility that we train at, but um, there are pools in the world with that um, training tool. And it is super mm -hmm. cool to be able to work on technique and have, um, you know, video analysis. We do a lot of video analysis at the pool here. So you can do, do a skill in the pool and then get out, watch it, take a look at it with the biomechanist, the physiologist, wow. where you can make, you know, changes in your stroke or in your skill in order to get those extra that extra time in the pool because our sport is measure, measured to such a small degree and we we need every hundredth of a second that we can get so um, we really try and work on all of the details um, we also use i would consider this technology it's kind of um, like a VASA training bench it's called so it's like a power bench um, so we'll do like a power bench set into like a, a pull set in the water. Um, we have a thing called a tempo trainer, which is like a thing you put in your cap, which just beeps at a certain stroke rate. So that's really helpful when you're doing um, endurance sets to keep your stroke rate at the tempo that you want it to be at. So yeah, we're really lucky that we have a lot of different resources and a lot of tools to kind of tap into to um, help get as fast as we can. Well, it's, it sounds like it's not as simple as just going in the water and, and, <laughs> and moving your arms. Yeah. I mean, I'm still using uh, water wings. So, uh, <laughs> but just, just jumping into, uh, we had a question come up and I, I just want to ask before um, we jump into some other things. It's from Justin Lazorco. Uh, what is your biggest motivation? Um. My biggest motivation is probably my goals that I have for myself and, um, you know, coming off of the 2020 Olympics, it's kind of in a period of resetting those goals now and, and focusing on the next quad going into 2024. So I'm all about just trying to continue to get faster and I'm motivated by my competitors across the globe that are getting faster and I want to continue to be the fastest swimmer that I can be. So um, pushing myself and getting to my goals is, is what motivates me the most. That's fantastic. And, and thanks for the question, Justin. Um, I just wanted to touch on briefly, Kylie, is how you got involved with, with competitive swimming. How did that start? Yeah, so I started um, in LaSalle doing swimming lessons with my brother and my sister. We did the summer swim league out of the front row pool. Um, we were a part of the LaSalle Lizards for a number of summers, and I just really enjoyed being in the water. I loved swimming. I loved doing that, and um, I kind of wanted to be able to do it all year long and not just in the summer. So I, at that point, it was like, okay, well, you kind of need to join a club in order to be able to do that in the winter. So um, at that point, I joined the local club, which was the Windsor-Essex Swim Team in when I was, I think, 10. And um, that's how I got into it. I just really enjoyed it and then stuck with it ever since. No, it's, it's very cool. Was there like it for me, like under like understanding that I'm interested into in a sport, um, it, it comes with being able to actually practice the sport and have that opportunity as, as a kid um, to, I guess, understand what you're interested in, what you're not interested in. What mm -hmm. about swimming? I, I guess just, drives you to continue the sport when I was younger or now now more yeah. in particular like what what drives you to continue practicing every single day 
Yeah, I think it goes along with kind of what I just said, just like my yeah. goals. I think um, continuing to watch the world get faster and, and watch those barriers get continue to get broken when you think they're impossible. It's like, it's so empowering to be able to see people continue to break down barriers and continue to do things that people think they're not capable of. So um, I find that really inspiring and I'm just motivated to, I feel like I have swum for a number of years and so I have a lot of experience in the sport but at the same time I feel like I still have so much to improve on and I still have things that I can perfect and no race ever feels perfect so for me so I think that's that's super motivating in and of itself because I know that there's areas of improvement in my races and and I'm eager to find those areas and to to get faster like is is I guess adding on to that is there like when you're when you're at the pool, is there a certain feeling that you get? Like, is it um, like calming? Just you know, being in the water. Is it like how does how does that feel? Yeah, no, for sure. I think most swimmers, I would say, um, have to enjoy being in the water. We spend so much time in the water, and it is super peaceful to just be in the water and to kind of had have your head underwater and just be one with the water. And it, it sounds yeah. funny, but the water, I think like being able to flow with the water and being able to feel yourself pull yourself through the water is, is something so powerful. So it has like this, this therapeutic aspect to it. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. Uh, we just had somebody comment, uh, Clara, nah, I, I, I'm probably going to butcher the last name, so I'm not going to say the last name, but it mm -hmm. says, hey, Kylie, I've been a huge fan of yours since 2016. Thank you for representing our local region so well. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, and, and just just to move on a bit into uh, some of the questions I had, um, what has the sport of swimming particularly taught you about life um, now while you're you know while you're attending school? What was that looking like? So many things. I feel like sport <laughs> teaches you so much about you know it's so different because I'm at a point in my life where a lot of my friends socially have gotten jobs and you know have started their careers and I'm you know I'm doing my career in my own way but it's it's a completely different job and I often reflect upon that but I recognize that I've been able to experience and learn the same kind of things that people are learning in you know a standard career that I'm learning like traveling the world and doing sports and being a part of a team. And I think there are so many things you can learn from, from sport, just like success and failure and dealing with those, um, communicating with people, working with other people, um, being able to learn balance and, and time management, being able to be adaptable and, and having all of those kind of mental skills, like positive self-talk and, and, things like that, that get you through those hard sets or those hard times in your sport. Um, what else? What well, I mean, being like, being, yeah, no, exactly. Like there, there's so much. And yeah. I uh, just wanted to add like your role as, as captain of, of the Toronto Titans, that must be, you know, a huge leadership boost for you. Yeah, no, I'm so honored to be a captain of the Toronto Titans. Like I, participated in the league from when it first started and to have the Toronto Titans team be a new team in season two and to continue being a part of that team in season three has been so incredible and I think it's really cool because everyone on the team is a professional athlete um, 
all around the world for their own respective countries and to come together as one team under one name and to be named the captain is so cool because everyone is already their own captain and, and is a professional at what they do. So I don't really have too much to do. <laughs> I don't have a lot of work, but I think I just try and, um, you know, lead by example the best way I can and just um, make sure everyone feels included and make sure, you know, everyone is is enjoying themselves. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty easy job, I would say, but um, I, I'm super honored and privileged to, to be a captain for that team. That's, that's amazing. And I think, you know, you said it, you said it very well. Um, now I, I, we're just coming up on, on our time here, but my final question for you, Kylie, is uh, where do you see yourself the next five years? What are you really working towards right now? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm definitely still figuring it out. Um, I just graduated my undergrad last year, but I would love to pursue more education. Um, I kind of just need to figure out what works with my training schedule and what specifically I want to pursue. Um, I have a couple of interests that I'm interested in. I studied kinesiology, as I said, so I would love to continue within the healthcare realm. But I also have an interest in business, so I might kind of look into doing a degree in business just to give myself a better, um, you know, understanding of the business world and uh, why not. So yeah, just trying to figure that out with um, my current training schedule and the ever-changing um, global climate and with competitions and everything. So, um, but in the swimming area, I'm definitely working towards 2024 Paris and I'm going to compete at, hopefully compete at the next international competitions over the next couple of years and wherever they may be and um, continue to represent Canada as best I can. Do you see yourself teaching swimming ever or are you doing that now already? No, I currently am not teaching and I don't think I could be a coach. I think um, I would love to do some like learn to swim or do some teaching with kids and stuff, but I don't think I would want to do it as a job as, as a career. No, yeah, yeah, I appreciate the honesty. And people would always probably assume, like, yeah. you know, you're you're in the Olympics, you have to you have to teach teach people after, right? But yeah. and I, I think just just knowing hockey uh, from my side is just because you're a great hockey player doesn't make you a great coach. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's a it seems to be for many people a whole different ball game. Yeah. Um, but no, that's that's very exciting. I'm excited to uh, see you uh, compete at the international competition in Paris in 2024. And I know myself and those in uh, the Windsor Essex community are going to continue to to cheer you on. And we appreciate all the, you know, the recognition you're bringing to our region. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks, Kylie. And those watching, you can watch the recap on coffeewithcranner.com or all social media platforms. We'll see you soon. Thank you.